Chapter 19 Leprous Wealth Verse 20 But Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said, Behold, my master hath spared Naaman the Syrian, in not receiving at his hands that which he brought. But as the Lord liveth, I will run after him and take somewhat of him. So Gehazi followed after Naaman, and when Naaman saw him running after him, he lighted down from the chariot to meet him and said, Is all well? And he said, All is well. My master hath sent me, saying, Behold, even now there be come to me from Mount Ephraim two young men of the sons of prophets. Give them, I pray thee, a talent of silver and two changes of garments. And Naaman said, Be content. Take two talents. And he urged him, and he bound two talents of silver in two bags, and two changes of garments, and laid them upon him, two of his servants, and they bare before him. And when he came to the tower, he took them from their hand, and bestowed them in the house. And he let the men go, and they departed. But he went in and stood before his master, and Elijah said unto him, Whence comest thou, Gehazi? And he said, Thy servant went no whither. And he said unto him, Went not mine heart with thee when the man turned again from his chariot to meet thee? Is it time to receive money and to receive garments and olive yards and vineyards and sheep and oxen and men servants and maid servants? The leprosy therefore of Naaman shall cleave unto thee and unto thy seed forever. And he went out from his presence a leper as white as snow. 2 Kings, chapter 5, verse 20 through 27. As we have seen, the age of miracles have also been the times of judgment and the death of a culture. The destructions of Egypt and Canaan were preceded by many great miracles. The death of Israel was preceded by the miracles of Elijah and Elisha, and the death of Judea by the miracles of our Lord. Miracles demonstrate the hardness of men's hearts. Our Lord says, quote, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. End quote. Luke chapter 16 and verse 31. The issue is not proof or evidence, but faith. The unregenerate deny and suppress the evidence, even denying the greatest of miracles. We have a miracle in this text, but a grim one. Oriental courtesy requires reluctance in receiving a gift, and hence, when Gehazi went after Naaman, he exploited this fact. Gehazi asked only for a modest portion of the total gift. Although it was not enough to make him a very rich man, not only was his act a dishonest one, but, as H. L. Ellison noted, quote, it removed from Naaman's heart the picture of God and his prophet who gave him a healing in an act of pure grace, end quote. Naaman jumped down from his chariot to greet Gehazi, Quote, a remarkable act of difference from a man of Naaman's rank to a servant, 
End quote. It was Naaman's way of showing respect for Elijah. Moreover, Naaman urged Gehazi to take more silver than he had asked, and two servants were assigned to carry the gifts. Gehazi's fearfulness at allowing them entrance into Elijah's house may have alerted the servants to Gehazi's dishonesty, and in turn Naaman also. Gehazi hoped to use the loot to establish himself as a landed and wealthy man. He planned to have olive orchards, vineyards, sheep, cattle, and many servants. He had lewdly limited his request. Two students of Elijah had arrived and said, and both were needy. Would Naaman help them? Elijah was, Gehazi had said, asking nothing for himself, only something for the Lord's work. By God's miraculous grace, Elijah knew exactly what Gehazi had done. When Gehazi was confronted with this, he denied it. Elisha then not only revealed he knew of Gehazi's act, but also of his plans for an estate. Gehazi wanted wealth. He would get wealth, but with leprosy. Moreover, the hereditary wealth he sought to establish for his posterity would carry with it a hereditary curse, leprosy. This is a grim story, and all too true. It tells us plainly that actions have consequences. Our humanism wants consequences to stop with one man. But Adam's sin had its consequences for all his humanity. God's world is a consequential realm, and only God's regenerating grace can break that chain of events. Our humanism, at most, wants Adam punished, but his seed to enjoy the Garden of Eden. It wants Gehazi brought to account, perhaps, but why his, quote, innocent children, end quote. We are none of us born into innocence. We are born into our Father's world and all he made it to be. That world cannot change until God changes it. And our protests against consequential nature of God's world show how lightly we take sin. Sin is any want of conformity unto or transgression of the law of God. Says the Shorter Catechism, echoing especially 1 John chapter 3 and verse 4, quote, Sin is the transgression of the law, end quote. The law is God's fundamental order of being. Sin is warfare against that order. Gehazi, by his act, held that Elijah was a fool and that Elijah's power was inferior to his own wisdom. Gehazi saw promotion as coming from his own self-interest rather than God's intercession. Asaph's psalm tells us, verse 6, For promotion cometh neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge. He putteth down one and setteth up another. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup, and the wine is red, it is full of mixture, and he pours out of the same. But the dregs thereof 
All the wicked of the earth shall wring them out and drink them. Psalms chapter 75 verses 6 through 8. Men are convinced that promotion comes by their wisdom, law, and devices. Quote, but God is the judge, end quote. He gives to all who are minded of his wine of judgment. Because of their self-delusion, they drink this condemnation even to its bitterest dregs. They are too self-blinded to see the insanity of their own ways. God's judgment is not without its paradox. Psalm 106 and verse 15 says of Israel in the wilderness that God, quote, gave them their request, but sent leanness unto their soul, end quote. Elijah did not force Gehazi to surrender his dishonest king. Gehazi left with his wealth to buy his land and with his money to get a wife. But every time his wife submitted to him, knowing he was a leper, it was a judgment on Gehazi, as was the leprosy of the progeny. God gave him his heart's desire and sent leanness into his soul. Naaman went his way a healed man, and Elisha was hurt by his servant's sin, but went on in the Lord's work and to ever greater service. Gehazi went on to a living hell. This is a miracle, and a grim one. If we look at the world around us, we shall see many such providential acts of judgment, whereby the ungodly who exploit God's people and name are confounded and given only leprous wealth. Our current inflationary and abortionist era is marked by leprous wealth. Many who seek it are the heirs of God's curse. 